Yesterday, I listened to the, all the discussions about influence by you all. I felt some kind of un uneasiness. And uh, so some cognition. And I thought, well, what the reason of this uh, uneasiness? You know, I, I found that the reason one is that the world influence is too big. Uh, the literature is driven by influence. It's true, certainly. Just like a solar system is driven by a gravitational force. So, so what? <laughs> and next, uh, second uh, reason uh, is that I am a writer, a self-made writer. And for writer, the influence is what comes after the work. When I finish the work and publish it, and then uh, maybe critic, reviewer, or if a student teacher may say that uh, we find this uh, influence, uh, influence of this work on this work, uh, Natsuki's work. So for me, it, it's, it's not my own thing. Somebody may tell that you have the uh, influence of this, this work. So I smile and say nothing. Because if the influence is quite ob uh, obvious, uh, apparent, it is not. It means that it's not uh, buried deep enough. So some people smell it. If I digest the pres uh, what is it? What is it? Predecessor. works. Uh, I digest it very well and use it for my work, then it cannot be seen from the outside. For example, mm, you may see that on some works of Gacha Marcus, we can trace some uh, influence of Faulkner. But whether Gashamak admit it or not is something else. So for, for writers or create on the, on the field of creation, uh, the influence is something you shouldn't think about by yourself. You may never say that for the next work, I will be influenced by somebody. It's nonsense. Instead, uh, I sometimes use uh, intentionally, on purpose, but, uh, borrowing. When I was young, I wanted to be a novelist very much, very, very much. But the desire was so strong, I had to suppress it for a while. The reason is simple. If I try, let me say, in the middle of the 20s, if I try to be a novelist and try to write something, and if I fail, if at that moment I, I learn that I have no talent at all for literature, what should I do in afterlife? I was afraid, really out of timid, I think. So I never think to write novels. I wrote poetry, I wrote essay, I, I made some translation, so on and so but never thought of novel. Uh, I would like. Because I I read too many good books. 
I mean, two great novels of the world. And I wondered, how could a man, a woman, can write such a thing? Really, I can't find a way and entrance for the uh, world of creation. And in the middle of the uh, 30s, I thought, it's time to make a judgment. Really, you have to try, or you'll be nothing for all through your life. So I tried to write uh, a suitable size of novel, but I have nothing to write about. <laughs> I have some thoughts, ideas, but uh, I didn't have, the, how can I say, structure, frame. So I borrowed from Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe is a very simple story. The frame is a man cast away in a small remote island and tried to live by himself. And in, this is a frame or a vessel container. And inside it uh, default thought or the thought of the age, uh, Protestant, uh, Protestantism and the spirit of capitalism, like uh, Max Weber said. And after that, Many, many writers use this vessel for his or her own thought, like uh, when Gordon, Lord of Rice, or uh, Michel Tony, Friday. And there is a very uh, small lovable piece by Muriel Spark Robinson, and of course, Jules Verne. So I used this vessel for myself, and I wrote my thought in informal Robinson Crusoe in the middle of the 20th century, the place in the small island in the Pacific Ocean. This is the beginning for me. And this uh, borrowing is sometimes uh, it works, in case it works well, it works very well. The best uh, example I can show uh, is uh, Jean Rees. Wild Saga to see. She used uh, Jane Eyre as a, let me say, vessel or the starting point and uh, turn it out, uh, turn it inside out or topside down. From the uh, women's viewpoint, because, uh, not, sorry, not women's viewpoint, but the colonial viewpoint. And it was such a success. So, for a uh, creative writer, influence is not to think about, it comes later. This is my uh, conclusion about all the talks I had uh, yesterday. And now, translation. Uh, you may see some papers in front of you, some flash here inside the uh, for these five years, I've been working on this project. It's a, a it's a, a my it's my collection of contemporary world literature. It's a set of books in 30 volumes 
and uh, I try to put all the uh, works, not all the works, but chosen works to read for your young Japanese readers. Just for uh, ordinary uh, broader readers, but, but also for the, uh, I can say, to give the, to prepare the material of the influence for the young Japanese novelist to be. There are many, many uh, set of books or collections in, in uh, Japanese market. It was a trend, let me say, uh, some 30 years ago. And then it disappeared. And a publisher asked to make a new one, a set of books, world literature. And he, they asked me to uh, edit it, compile it by myself, all my own. And in the beginning, I thought it's nonsense, meaningless. But somehow, I found myself making a list, one by one. So the long list was made, and then we discussed with the publisher how is it possible really to realize this publishing. It's quite an amount, and uh, it takes much uh, money. It's a business. And if the people doesn't buy, it's a big problem for the publisher. So we talked and talked, and finally they said, let's go. But choosing, uh, making this collection, uh, I made uh, one or two, two uh, principles. Uh, one is, let's uh, uh, forget the works before 19th century. So, no Dostoevsky, no Tolstoy, no Stendhal, no uh, Dickens, no, no Shakespeare. These you can buy in uh, paperbacks. The meaning of the collection is uh, it has some uh, view of my literature. And one important thing is that it, it must, how can I say, sorry, how the literature explain, express this contemporary society after World War II. You read, you think, and you find some solution for the contemporary problems. From this point of view, I chose these works, with some exceptions, like uh, uh, Lord Jim or uh, Faulkner, something like Absalom, Absalom, and so so. But mainly, uh, the works I chose were after World War II. And by choosing this, by making this list, I found that uh, many of them concern post-colonialism, and many of them uh, concern uh, feminism. This was not my uh, attitude in the beginning. I, I thought nothing about it, any no criterion at all. Just I pick up and this is good, this is not good, this is real, this is obsolete. Just choose, 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 and finally, I found this list, and there is this tendency of uh, post-colonialism and the feminism, and maybe the people moving. 
after the World War II, people moved so much. And this move, uh, movement makes this uh, our literature. I remember what the Goethe said. The world literature, this uh, term is uh, proposed by Goethe. Maybe he was thinking just uh, inside of Europe, but some literature can uh, convey its value over uh, through translation, translation of language, cultures, and of course, uh, uh, both of the nations. Some of them. So he, he, was, he was, maybe he was very happy that, that his works were read in, in English or in French or uh, in German they can uh, play Shakespeare. So, so this notion of the world literature came to his mind. But now the world is not only Europe but really all the world, all globe. And we learn much about other people, other kind, places, people, other language, other culture by translation. Before that, uh, when I was small, translation was considered a kind of um, necessary evil. You have to read an original language, or you can't, you miss the whole thing. So the specialists of language and literature threatened us. But it's not true. It's, it's meaningless, I think, that the, which is better than original or translation. Because the readers, the mother group of the reader is different. For the reader who doesn't um, read Turkish, the trans translations only mean to approach it. So of course, the trans translation would be better, should be better, but Still, if it's not, not, very, not, not very good, but still it has its meaning, its value, its uh, role for, for some readers. And I found a very good uh, contemporary uh, definition of the world literature by uh, David Dabrosh. He says, world literature is not a set of uh, canonical texts, but a mode of reading. The attitude to confront the world beyond the place where you are now. I'm sorry, this quotation, quotation is not exact. It's retranslated from the uh, translation English to Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find the original, so just translate it again, but uh, I think the meaning is the same. So, let us admire all the translators. <laughs> and uh, and to talk something about our past group, Marcy As you know, we had such a big, enormous natural uh, disaster. And since then, I'm fighting with this theme, how to grasp the many, many facets of these disasters. There are so much to think about. And I uh, visited 
uh, those places again and again to see the people and listen to their story and look at the devastated areas, all the way, nothing but the debris. And here and there, they put a small flag, small red flag, so you can see many, many flags in the field of debris. And the flag is, of course, where the body was. And people cry. I also cry, I cried again and again. But somehow we have to stand up and believe. I have a friend who is uh, Dr. Yamaguro. He is a Catholic. He is uh, Dr. Medicine. And at the same time, he's a translator of the Bible into his own dialect. As a doctor, he sees patients every day. And the patient complains in their own world, their own language, their dialect. And he answers in the same, same language. Because to console, to listen to their complaint, and console, and give that exact advice, we must use their daily language, he says. And then, he's very clever, he's a kind of self-made uh, linguist. He made a dictionary and a grammar book for, for their own uh, dialect, and he translated uh, Bible into this language. He was, in a sense, he was now famous in Japan, and he met Pope in Rome, and so on and so on. And he, I met him, and he, was in, he lived in the center of the uh, tsunami. His house his, uh, uh, was, uh, it looks safe. Oh, you, you didn't uh, uh, explain any damage, but he said, yeah, we had some damages. The water comes this depth to the, over the floor. We had to get rid of all the mud. And it was very cold, you know, in the March 11th. So, so get rid of the mud and clean, and, and the patient comes every day, day from morning to the night. So in, in the cold, they are shivering, but they just uh, uh, many, many patients every day. And one of them, an old man, whom he knew for a long while, came. So he was very happy to see him alive. Ah, you are alive. I'm very happy, he said. But the old man said, more eminent, respectable people, many of them died. And he cried. So my friend, Dr. Yamao, uh, held his hand and cried together. All these things, I, I just think, 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 to get the meaning of it. And to put, it, put all the things in, I, I need some kind of frame or some, some point to point uh, reference, some, some uh, point of coordinate. Uh, as a writer, as a novelist, the main thing, one of my, my, my main thing was relations between humans and nature. I should attend the World 2008 for that, because that it was their, your thing. Yeah? Anyway, the, the main thing is humans and nature, the relations. 
the most important starting point is the nature is quite indifferent to human matters. You say the nature attacks us or tsunami attacks us. They never attack. They have no intention to do it. They are just 100% indifferent. And then, thinking all things, I remember a poem by Wisława Symbolska. I, I love, I love the name myself. This poem kept to me on this occasion. Parting with the view, I don't reproach the spring for starting up again. I can't blame it for doing what it must year after year. I know that my grief will not stop the green. The grass blade may bend, but only in the wind. It does not pain me to see the clumps of odors above the water of something to trust with wrestle with uh, again. I take note of the fact that the shore of the certain lake is still. If you were living, as if you were living as lovely as before. And so and so. And I heard that this uh, poem she wrote after she lost her husband. And at the same time, this poem uh, reminded me of a Japanese very old poem, more than 1,000 years ago, almost the same thing it, it tells. Cherry tree, cherry tree of uh, Fukakusa, Fukakusa place, cherry tree, cherry tree of Fukakusa. If you have a mind, just for this spring, I plead you to blossom and light gray. The color of morning. Fukakusa no nobe no kokoro sakura shi kokoro araba. Kotoshi wa kari ya sumizome ni suke. In this way, we accept, we get some starting point of our thoughts and try to open our mind to the disasters at the same time to the people who will write something and start again. Yeah, that's all. <laughs>